0: Hi, this is Steve Nerlik from Cheap Astronomy. Cheap... com, And this is Fixing Hubble. The venerable Hubble Space Telescope was launched in April 1990. This was quite a year, astronomically, with Voyager 1 sending back the historic pale blue dot photo being Earth from 5.6 billion kilometres away. And it was also quite a year politically, with the first McDonald's opening in Moscow. And it was quite a year humanitarianly, with the World Health Organisation removing homosexuality from its list of known diseases. And yes, I did say 1990. Wow. Anyway... The Hubble Space Telescope was launched aboard the Discovery Orbiter on space shuttle mission STS-31 and, after it was set into a stable orbit, it pretty much didn't work.
1: You probably know about the spherical aberration of the 2.4-metre main mirror, which was a major problem, to be sure. But also, three of its six gyroscopes weren't functioning properly, and one of its solar arrays kind of wobbled. So even if the mirror had been okay, the wobbling solar array of this Hubble Mark I would have sent a shudder through the scope with every temperature swing from direct sunlight to shadow. And this would have happened about 16 times a day. The remaining gyroscopes could have put the telescope back on point each time, but if just one more of them had failed, protocol required that the telescope functions would be shut down and the spacecraft put into safe mode. But although it was all on tender hooks, a bit of useful work did get done in those first couple of years. Since the mirror aberration was a mathematically determinable quality, you could deconvolute the distorted vision received and get something in the way of useful data, although this wasn't quite the same as getting the pretty Hubble pictures that we are used to today.
2: But in any case... The whole point of putting Hubble in a low Earth orbit was so it could be upgraded during occasional visits by astronauts, which happened a total of five times up until the last servicing mission in 2009, not long before the Space Shuttle fleet was retired. So, having at least got the telescope up there in 1990, but then finding the darn thing didn't work properly, the first Hubble servicing mission was undertaken in 1993. The mission, STS-61, involving the Endeavour orbiter, brought up a 10-metric tonne payload, including a new set of solar arrays, new gyroscopes, a new wide-field camera, and COSTAR, the Corrective Optics Space Telescope Axial Replacement, essentially a set of prescription glasses that would fix the mirror problem. STS-61 was one of the most complex shuttle missions ever undertaken, and included five spacewalks. First, the mission team replaced four of the telescope's six gyroscopes. Then they installed the new solar arrays, and then the camera replacement, and finally the CoStar corrective optics.
0: And here's a bit of audio from the STS-61 crew. Getting ready to uh, put
3: CoStar in, we spent quite a bit of time making sure it's perfectly lined up, for the uh, swap-out uh, the new COSTAR instrument. All those little mirrors, they're retracted down inside there, and then those were deployed several days uh,
1: after we had come home.
3: From there, the Hubble Space Telescope really did start delivering the goods. And the next scheduled servicing mission in 1997 was just to upgrade a few bits and pieces. This was STS-82, flown by the Discovery Orbiter which installed NICMOS, the Near Infrared Camera and Multi-Object Spectrometer, and STIS, the Space Telescope Imaging Spectrograph, and some enhancements to the guidance and orientation systems. Because remember, Hubble isn't just a telescope, it's a spacecraft. From there, things went swimmingly for a year or two, but then plans for a routine third servicing mission, which might have happened in 2000, was suddenly out the window as Hubble's gyroscopes began failing again. An advance repair mission was scheduled for 1999 when the Hubble was down to just three functioning gyroscopes, and a fourth gyroscope failed in November 1999, rendering Hubble inoperative as a telescope. But fortunately, the third servicing mission, known as 3A, arrived in December 1999.
1: Hubble servicing mission 3A which was STS-103, again flown by Discovery, managed the emergency replacement of all six gyroscopes, updated Hubble's onboard computer, and also added some new thermal blankets. Then Hubble Servicing Mission 3B was flown in 2002 to do all the other things the original Hubble Servicing Mission 3 was meant to do. Also known as STS-109, This was the Columbia Orbiter's last successful mission before it was destroyed on re-entry in 2003. But at least STS-109 was a great success. Hubble got a new camera, ACS, or the Advanced Camera for Surveys, a new set of solar arrays, a new cooling system for NICMOS, the Near Infrared Camera and Multi-Object Spectrometer, since the old system had failed in 2001, and some replacement reaction wheels for the guidance system. Because, remember, remember, Hubble is also a spacecraft.
0: And here's some audio from STS-109, answering some questions from the general public.
1: Uh, The first one's from Emily McLucas, Baltimore, Maryland, six years old, who asked, is fixing a telescope like fixing a car with all of its little parts? And uh, Emily, I guess the answer is that yes, it is to some extent, although... It's also a little different in that uh, we use mostly big parts that we can uh, use while we're wearing the bulky spacesuits and uh, replace big parts at a time. So there are a lot of uh, comparisons with uh, fixing a car and we're hoping that uh, we give the Hubble a good tune-up.
2: Then there was always going to be a fourth servicing mission. But Columbia's heat shield failure in 2003, resulting in the death of its entire crew, put a whole bunch of things on hold. So it wasn't until 2009 that the fourth servicing mission, also known as STS-125, actually flew. Hubble servicing mission 4 saw the installation of yet another new camera, Wide Field Camera 3, and also COS, the Cosmic Origins Spectrograph, which actually replaced CoStar, the original corrective glasses for Hubble, because by this stage every astronomical component that had been replaced in Hubble over the previous four missions already had adjustments built in for the mirror aberration, so CoStar had become redundant.
3: Assuming 1993 is the point when Hubble did start working properly, the venerable Hubble Space Telescope has been working brilliantly for almost 20 years now, and NASA cautiously predicts that it will remain fully operational until at least 2014. This functional endpoint won't be because of any problems with the optical systems. It will be because the camera or other data collection systems will begin to fail, or maybe just their power systems will begin to fail, as we have seen happen fairly regularly over the life of the telescope so far. And even if these components don't go down first, the gyroscopes are likely to begin failing before long. In the dying days of the telescope there will be no point in putting the spacecraft into safe mode, when half of the six gyroscopes are gone. Instead, contingency plans are already in place to maintain some limited pointing capability on two or even one remaining gyroscope.
0: But even though we hope to keep squeezing just a bit more science out of the old girl in her last geriatric years, Hubble will begin re-entering the Earth's atmosphere sometime after 2019 and certainly by 2032. At one stage there was a plan to bring it back down with a space shuttle orbiter and put it into the Smithsonian Museum, which would have been a nice gesture, but, needless to say, that ain't going to happen now. When the time comes, Hubble will be given a guided re-entry, since it won't completely burn up in the atmosphere but that's only to protect us here on the surface, and presumably whatever debris does make it through the atmosphere will end up deep in the ocean. Oh well. I am glad to have been around during Hubble's 20-year-plus mission. We did ourselves proud on this one. And to finish up, here's some audio of some guy talking to the commander of the final Hubble servicing mission, STS-125. Watching you guys out there in space uh, on some of those spacewalks is is amazing. And and Dr. Grunsfeld, I was moved by your observation that the Hubble's more than just a satellite, but uh, an iconic symbol of of our quest for knowledge. I thought that captures accurately uh, the work that you guys are
1: doing. Well, thanks very much, Mr. President. I know we all believe that in our hearts. And what strikes me as being so incredible is it's almost impossible to go into any K-12 classroom these days and not see Hummel images on the wall inspiring kids to do great things and, and maybe some of them to become astronauts someday and, and push our frontiers even, even farther.
0: Thanks for listening. This is Steve Nerlich from Cheap Astronomy, www.cheapastro.com. Cheap Astronomy offers an educational website which we keep running smoothly with upgrades, snippets and remakes. No ads, no profit, just good science. Bye! And put it into the Smiths... And put it into the Smithsonian...